And do you guys think that you can really find what you love and monetize it and still love what you do? We've all been in the creative business for more than 20 years and love almost everything about it. But we have to admit, there are times when it's a shit show. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the ups and downs of the design and marketing business, lessons we've learned, and share ideas and support that get us all through the day. Sometimes we'll just shoot the shit. So welcome to The Creative Shit Show. By the way, I, I want to say, now that we're back at it, I have to say it's great to see your faces because since the How Conference, we've only had our text string. So good, though. Yeah, the text string is good. And Vaughn, just as a side note, that oh. horribly disgusting Instagram <laughs> Instax story you sent today, I was eating lunch, I looked at it, literally I almost vomited. I saw it a second and I was just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what is, I mean, I read it after I watched it three or four No, no, let's not reenact it. It's just disgusting. <laughs> well, I, was, I was reading through your thread and I'm going, I don't have anything to add, so I'll just share this. So you put some disgusting shit on there just to freak us all out. <laughs> just for some shock value. Oh. He's like, the conversation is boring. Here you go. Bam. Yeah, I love ribbon worms that eat your flesh. And <laughs> Jamie, I love the the meme you sent the other day on our text string. Can you explain it? I don't know if I can. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's basic. We'll put it in the notes. But there's this illustration I saw on. I think it was on Twitter. But it's got a circle that says things I like to do, and then there's another circle next to it that says things I'm good at, and there's intersecting lines of that. And then underneath that, there's a circle that says things that make me money. And then this random, not a circle, drawn sort of, I don't know, you guys are artists, not me, whatever the shape is that goes right through the middle of all three of those circles and doesn't cross lines with anything it says. Like a crushed piece of poop. Wow. Yeah, like someone literally stepped on it. And we're looking at it after yes. it fell off the shoe. Yes, that's yeah. what it's like. Okay. And it just says things I do. And we had a good laugh about it. But like, to me, I thought it was so funny because there are clearly like things that I love doing and there are things that I'm good at and those intersect, and, but they don't make me any money at all. And then it's just me over here, like doing whatever I'm doing, you know? Well, I think the sad part about it is the things that make me money, there's no connection. Right. Like normally in a Venn, isn't this called a Venn diagram? It's a Venn diagram. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. call it that. Yeah. yeah, but it's like a broken Venn diagram yeah. with shit in it. <laughs> right through the middle. The canal. There's a canal right through the middle. Maybe, maybe Karen, you could take this meme and on uh, Procreate, you can slowly illustrate what you just shared. I think that would add <laughs> such a great dimension to. Maybe I can. I wish in, I my, in my quote unquote free time. While you're doing the things you do. Right. <laughs> Not the things that make me money. Part of the well, thing I was thinking about was why is there not an intersection between the things that I do, that I like to do, the things I'm good at, and then the things that make me money. And that kind of just made me feel like this could make a really interesting episode if you guys are willing to play along. I'm in. Sure. Let's do it. I like cooking. <laughs> Pretty good at cooking. Not going to make me money, but I still am going to cook. 
So I know I owe you guys too a, a, a recording of me doing my cook show. I need to I need to still do that. Um, my mm-hmm. husband just reminded me the other day because I was doing it again, and he was like, "I should get the camera out." You totally you need to do that. You but, can maybe start making money at it. I know. I was kind of thinking. I'm like, what if I had this channel There's of just people to do it? Hello. See. We can just stop the show now. I'll be back. I got to go make dinner. <laughs> but like, if you do it, can you just like lose your shit as you cook? Like, and just oh, I, I, sure I will. I do it every time. <laughs> and I think the more you lose your shit, the more money you'll make. Should be okay. the shit show, right? Yes. Okay. Before we move on, I just need to know what are, give me one to three of your, either your, your, the best dishes you make or your favorite dishes that you make feel like I'm really good at making any kind of salad. I know that sounds ridiculous, but Karen can attest. I feel like I'm really good at taking whatever's in the fridge and whatever's in the cupboard and making, cobbling together some pretty good salads. So I like making salads. I'm really good at making chili. And then it's never the same twice. I don't use a recipe. I just sort of wing it every time how I feel. Put beans in your chili? Yeah, Vaughn, it's like whatever's in the cupboard too. Like I, I just kind of like I'll, I'll chop up carrots. I'll put green peppers in there. Really you know, good. just whatever's in the fridge. <laughs> isn't that isn't, no? Isn't that like that's a thing? Like, isn't it called like, like whatever in the cupboard? Chili? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you calling my chili garbage? Just no, saying. I said whatever's in the whatever's in the cupboard. Graveyard chili. Or graveyard. I call it refrigerator chili. I mean, that's what I usually do. That's actually, how I, I think there's a restaurant near us that does call it garbage stew or something like that. <laughs> I think it's Brunswick stew. That's what's here in the south, and it's like the scrapings off the counter. And then the third thing I think I'm really good at making is lasagna. That's like my. My mom's mom's Yummy. recipe, so my grandmother's recipe, and it's like literally off of a tomato soup level. And before you judge me, it is delicious. So can you give me recipes for each of the three? I can give you recipe. Man, I can't share my lasagna recipe. I love that, you, I love that you just asked that. She just said, literally, she makes salad, whatever's in her fridge. Right. She makes chili, whatever's in her cupboard. Yeah, Ron, text your every, all the stuff you have in those two things. That is so true. You tell me what's in your fridge and I'll tell you how to make something out of it. By the way, we just invented a business just to go on record. I'm like excited now. If that then that you run the risk of turning your passion into money making and then it's not fun anymore. Right. So like, and then it becomes always- work. Because I like hosting events too, but I wouldn't want to be an event And it host. becomes that poop that is running through the graphic. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my wife loved training and exercise and became a trainer. And it like killed it for her because she's like, no one does anything that they agree to do. And it's I have to bug them to do it. And it, what I love to do became a job and, yep. and, um, and she quit. So... Yep. But maybe this could become a fun hobby, like a little, you know, something I do for fun. I will do one episode just for you guys, because I promised I'd, I'd forgotten about that. Well, no, just let's do two episodes. One episode is you cooking. The second episode is you and Vaughn on a Zoom call. He okay. tells you all the stuff. That actually would be amazing. <laughs> that, that actually would be amazing. And I, you just show me your fridge and your, and I, we'll make chili from what's in your fridge. In your That'd family. be funny. But you can't go shopping. You have to just have it. What about you, Justin? What do you like to do? I was hoping you wouldn't call me next. 
I'm actually, this is something I'm struggling with right now. Uh, because I think some things I used to love to do, I just don't love to do as much right now. Like I used to love cycling and, and, um, it, it just feels harder to do so many hours on the bike that I used to find it almost meditative to be on a bike for 30, 40, 50 miles. And it just doesn't do that as much anymore. So I'm, I'm actually sort of in transition. So I'm, I still enjoy it, but not as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that I still love just going somewhere and just trying to be like, literally just trying to dial in and be still and take photos and just really experience this, this space. You're good at photography. Okay, there. Thanks, buddy. You like to do photography. You're good at photography. Okay, there. We'll we'll stop. He still that. hasn't sent me the image for a desktop that he said he would. <laughs> I don't well, remember. Then, then I don't, it starts to. I don't remember you what you're talking sharing about. Sharing it with somebody, then it starts to get transactional, and it becomes a pain in the ass rather than have having just the experience of going and shooting it and being in the space. Yeah. When I, I think for me, like that is, that does make I, a difference. I, I like posting on Instagram purely for me because mm-hmm. to me, Instagram to me is a diary. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, like if I'm having a bad day, I'm on, honestly, when I'm having a bad day, I'll go to my Instagram and be like, Oh, that day was a good day. Or that trip was a good trip. Or man, we laughed so hard at that meal or whatever the image is. Um, yeah, I totally get that. And so that that's that I was I'll stick with that. That's something that brings me joy and I like to do and I can do almost anywhere. Um, cuz sometimes if I'm really bored and not present, I'm like, okay, what can I observe here and just dial in and 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 remember it. What about you, Karen? I I'm really good at doing things for fun. I make art as we all know. I camp. I have a lot of things that I like to do, but a lot of it is getting away from the stressful stuff in life. That's why I do it. And I have, a, I actually have a real hard time and struggle with selling my art because then it, again, that's where I like have that transactional. I don't want to package it up and send it to somebody. <laughs> At some point I, I should, because I have this pile of artwork and I have a website and stuff, but I don't tell anybody about it. <laughs> And that just turns it into a job. So, by the way, I need to interrupt you for a second because I want to say I think you um, are a wonderful artist, and I would like to have an original something of yours in my house. So, Good luck. I've been trying to get her to do something for me for. Well, I just come years. up there and steal it. I don't need permission. <laughs> You're gonna go steal it. We'll make it happen. Hmm. I got an original Vaughn over here. Vaughn has a piece of art. Yeah, I do. Your your husband's art is in my studio. Yeah, but you also have, I think, one of mine that you bought yep. off of Etsy many years ago. Oh, that's nice yep. that you guys have that relationship. Yeah, he didn't remember though. So. Jimmy and I are not bitter. <laughs> it's probably in some drawer somewhere. It's <laughs> in my it's in my pile with all my other prints I you bought. You have your artwork. I ran out of. Vaughn, is your it, please tell me your hobby is the, being the shepherd of your koi pond. yes i think it probably is well that'd be one of them i like reading i like writing and the koi pond that'd probably be the top three for me so i i would watch your koi pond channel if you had one (laughs) i had to fight out i was at the kitchen sink the other day in the morning and 
Henry showed up early. I, I saw your post. Oh my God. I had to run out and scare him off. See, I think <laughs> that would be really good if you had a Koi Pond video channel, like Jamie said, that was just going all the time. Oh, like a live And then whenever you thing. should let, yes. And then whenever That's you have to go idea. out there and chase the animals. <laughs> oh. I have yeah, a question then, for you, though. When you go out to chase off, I feel like there's a couple of there's two ways people chase off animals. One is just super loud, like, you know, violent, like you come at them real fast and you're like yelling. Right. And you're like, yeah. yeah. And then the other one was people who who like clap their hands together. <laughs> Are you a clapper or a shouter? Or both? No, I'm, a, I'm a yeller and wave the hand type person. Do you like run out there in your underwear? Well, that time I didn't run outside. I just banged on the window and yelled, and it scared oh. him off. So, yeah. Vaughn, I think if you're committed to this idea, you'd have a couple of costumes um, hanging by the door that you could throw sure. on and run out Scuba. there. And then I think when you have friends come visit you, you it, that's a, that's an extra bonus. You just post on Twitter or X, whatever it's called. Hey, I'm 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 uh, having tea at the pond with Karen. <laughs> And um, you could sit and talk about stuff. Yeah. And actually, you could even do Patreon. And whenever you're going to be out there working and stuff, you could email people and say, okay, I'm going to be live at this time. So they could pay to get. Yep. I would fly out to be uh, on your show to make fun of you by your pond. That would be a highlight (laughs) of my life. (laughs) Justin, I was telling about my pond. And I said, yeah, I like this guy on Instagram. He's called the Pond Guy. And Justin goes, what? You know that guy? Justin knew him. And so he set up a call where uh, it was a Zoom call. And I got to talk to the Pond Guy. So that was kind of cool. But you need to now take over. You you need to become the the Pond Guy. No, no. Pond Scum. You can call the show show Pond Scum. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It's actually not bad. You know it. That's pretty damn good. <laughs> damn, all of you guys got a show now but me. Yeah, you were kind of sad. You're. I felt bad. I, I was like ready to come up with something, but you told us all the things you don't like. And No, honestly, the reason I'm sharing that be, is because I think I'm at the point where I want to do something really authentically for myself. Ooh, yeah. And for for a long time, I've done things I I think because I thought I should or it somehow helped me with work or whatever else. And now I just want to do something completely for me. And the only thing I do right now that is in that category is photography. Um, but it's also easy, right? So I want to do something that's going to push myself a little bit more. So so what have you been thinking about? Well, I, you and I have talked about this before, and I can probably use accountability, but I want to start painting again. Mm. Um and then um, the smart-ass remark was going to be exotic breakdancing, but no one wants to see that. No, no, no. Every time you post on Twitter about hip-hop, I, I heckle you and you never respond to me. And I'm always like, we're still waiting on the video. We're still waiting on the video because you still... Oh, no, I, I see it. I see it. Got it. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're still waiting on the video. I need to see it. I mean, I mean it's just one of those things that it just happens. It, yeah. He just break danced for us, everyone. Well, I just, did I mean, you, I just, did you break dance in high school? I just did the wave and then I can go and do it all like over oh my Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did I break dance? Okay, okay, here's a quick story. 
So I started breakdancing when I was in sixth grade. And my mom, having no idea how terrible I was at breakdancing, signed me <laughs> up for a talent show at a restaurant. So here's little <laughs> Justin. Little Justin's got parachute pants on. Oh, how old were you? Laces. Like sixth or seventh grade. I had the sweet like painter she cat. Yes. And I remember I went there and I think it was a Michael Jackson, like you want to be starting something. I break <gasps> I break dance the shit out of that song. A really long song. Too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make the whole song. I was winded. But the here's the part that was terrible. I didn't think about this later until I was in therapy. Some old guy came up to me and asked me if I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> And the only thing I can think of is I did this move where I jumped in the air and tried to go into the worm. But I remember that particular one. I just slammed the floor like really hard. And I stood there for a minute and I was just like, when I came to, it could have been a second or whatever else. I kept going. I mean, come on. I'm so sorry. I'm just to laugh at your pain. I don't mean to. No, it's beautiful. I'm laughing. Because when I thought about that, I'm like, I wonder why that guy asked me if I was okay. I'm like, man, I must have sucked really, really terribly. You're um, so lucky that social media did not exist. Oh, yeah, or I would be famous. I mean, because I don't know. Amy Conover and I are terrible people. I'm sorry, Amy, I'm outing you. But like on Instagram, we have a very long thread of just direct messages that are all just people falling and getting hurt in like the worst ways. And it's just become, I don't know when or why it started, but that's just, that's the way we there, communicate. There is a reason ridiculousness is on oh, like 84,000 times a day. It's because it's funny. Yeah. There's like um, 7,000 episodes of that show yeah. available. Anyways, um, my my mom, God bless her, still when she brings it up, she still talks about how wonderful I am. And I haven't had oh. the heart to tell her, I'm like, I don't think I was that good, mom. A mother's love. In, in her eyes, you were. <laughs> So I want to go back to the painting. Have do you have supplies? I if I turn my camera right now and showed you my art closet, I have about 400 brushes and hundreds of tubes of paint that are fairly new. So why don't nice. you just squeeze some out and start moving it around? Honestly, I, I, honestly, I, do you guys say I don't I don't I don't know why. I think that um I just need to do it. Are you scared? Like, and that's not, I'm not taunting you as this actual question. No, I mean, I think one of the, cha- I think I loved painting so much. And I think, you know, when I was younger, there's times where I'd get frustrated, I'd repaint, I'd repaint, repaint until I got it to where it was. And I remember, I, I, I don't know, I think it was the first few months of COVID. I was doing some still lives and like by my second or third one, you know, they were decent, um, but they weren't what I wanted. So instead of like working harder, I just kind of like put them away. So, um, I'm going to challenge you, and I've been reading a little bit more about this type of work because I think it's the type of work I do. Just challenge you to move the paint and do it do it intuitively and meditatively and just make marks and just see where it goes. And if it turns to mud, let it dry and paint more on top of it. And Because it's really, at least for me, it's really holding the paintbrush and moving the paint. It's not the final piece that you're doing that, in my opinion, brings and helps you experience the magic of it. All right. I will commit to doing that before this episode comes out. Okay. Oh, cool. 
love cool. that. Because it's, I, I really do believe that you don't have to paint something. You need to just live with the experience of working with the paint. Yeah. And, and we can move on to someone else, but before we yep. do, I will say one of the things I do, I really enjoy about when you record is that you have such a diverse, expressive, natural art palette that is really, um, I admire that. So thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jamie, what's next? Uh, Are we trying to answer the other circles or is that the circle that we're going to focus on? Well, I mean, I feel like I don't know what the answer is. To me, it's like, I don't know if those things really can intersect in a way that it's like a, it's like a myth, right? I, I think people think, oh, I can do what I love for a living and I'm just going to be so happy doing that. I'm going to make money and, you know, I'm going to do what I want. And I mean, especially I think youthful, that was something I thought when I was a, a lot younger. And then you kind of realize that you have different skill sets for different things. And I think some of the skill sets I have around, you know, writing or communicating, those are really business minded skill sets that I've learned to hone in on over time because people like it. They like what I have to say. They like what I'm writing for them or whatever. And that's how I'm going to make my money. I don't know. I'm not unhappy doing that, but it doesn't fulfill me or bring me a great amount of joy, except when the client says, like a client said today, thanks for making me sound so amazing in this quote within the press release. And it was like really touching to hear somebody say that because I do like writing quotes and press releases for people. So it was kind of like a nice feedback, but I I don't know if they intersect. I guess it's just a bigger question, more cerebral question. Do you guys think that you can really find what you love and monetize it and still love what you, what you do. First of all, I think you have to be reminded that a huge part of our audience are graphic designers. Yeah. And graphic designers, I think are the one or one of the segment of craftspeople that actually get to when we're doing the design part, we actually do get to do things we like to do, things we're good at, and make money at it. I don't know. I think for this particular audience, as the graphic designers in the audience, I think that we get to do that. I mean, Vaughn, what do you think? You you work your craft and make money at it, and you're so loyal to the style of your art. How do you feel about that? It's not always easy to do the things I like to do and the things I'm good at and try to make money from it, but I'm always trying to do that. You know, my my wife, going back to cooking, like Jamie said, my wife likes to cook and she follows this guy on YouTube called Chef John. And so anytime she cooks something, I'm like, is this a Chef John recipe? And I got, I mean, she's so passionate about the Chef John guy. I had to look up his instagram account and find out if he's hot or not (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's not so i'm safe but um (laughs) all right sorry chef john John. (laughs) but the dude has like you know a million some followers on youtube i'm going oh that's how he's he's banking because i know somebody else chris doe he has more followers than chris doe and chris doe's making over 300,000 a year off of YouTube. So, um, you know, I don't come anywhere close to that, but 
I probably put more time into what I do than Chef John does one of his recipe videos. The thing is, everybody has to eat, not everybody has to design a logo. So that's the biggest thing. I, I'd do it even if, well, even if I was making money or not, just because I'd rather do that than waste my time watching TV. So yeah. let me let me propose a question because this is when I saw this meme, Jamie. This is really what I was thinking, and I think maybe we were we were kind of touching on this earlier. I don't know if I want the things I like to do necessarily to be my job. Yeah, um, because I think I'm very good at what I do. I get paid for it, and that's wonderful. But you can, you know. Although I love being a creative and doing all the stuff we do, you know, I'm not always in love with with the job or the or that particular um, thing. And so the things that I like to do is kind of my relief, right? It's sort mm-hmm. of that thing I can do for myself without anyone to answer to or worry about if it's you know clients I like it get paid for it, whatever else. So do I think things I like to do? Things I'm good at and things that make me money. Do I think they overlap at times? Yeah, there's certain types of creative projects that. For sure, those three overlap, but it's not the majority of my day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It may be for you guys. Vaughn, to, to Karen's point, I, I would not be shocked if that overlaps for you way more than the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, just based on what I've seen you generate over the years, it's it's impressive. It's a, you know, it's more than a discipline. It just feels like something just kind of pours out of you. Right. I think that we could really tear up this this graphic. It's irritating to me that it's really hard to understand and break down why isn't the things I do overlapping I mean I know it's supposed to be sarcastic and yes maybe that's procrastination is what that represents because procrastination has to do more with uh like fear of failure and stuff than you know it's like I I know when I'm facing a challenging thing I tend to procrastinate and it used to always bug me until I realized it's kind of just the way I approach those type of things. And I still get it done and I do a good job most of the time, but I don't know. It's easy to get intimidated by certain things. I might find myself playing a game rather than working on a project that's due tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because you're not designing for yourself. You're designing logos. I mean, even though it's important work. And so is the graphic design and businesses need all of that, as you mentioned, you know, and I think a different episode, but, you know, they need all that work to thrive. But do you love making logos or is it is it just a way to use your craft to make money? (laughs) I think there's a huge difference in whether you're doing it for yourself or doing it for somebody else. If you're doing it for somebody else, then there's the whole responsibility uh, and expectations and there's all the things that go along with doing something for somebody else Mm -hmm. versus doing something purely for yourself and purely for the joy of it. No, I mean, I, I I, I think I I get it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think how I would kind of finish what you're, where you're going, Karen is what I enjoyed about it. And again, you know, as, as we post this, this is somewhat of a, you know, satirical look at, you know, our day, right. And how we do stuff. But I think it's really important for us to ask those questions because I don't know about you guys, but there are times in my career where I didn't do things I like to do. I just mm-hmm. did what I had to do and and there are periods of time I didn't really enjoy myself. And so I think it's good to pause and, and ask yourself, hey, am I doing things that, that energize me, that you know, it's okay to do things just for me, especially with how much of our own energy and 
and you know we put into what we do um just generating ideas right or giving presentation or or writing or or whatever mm-hmm. so i think it's really important um to exercise different parts of of who we are just in doing things we like to do and i think with you and jamie specifically you're coming into this time of your lives where you don't have the same responsibilities that you had mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamie, you, Riley just went away to college. Justin, three or out of four of your kids are either in college or out of the house. And so you're like coming into this time of your life that you're going to have extra time and you got to figure out what to do with it. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll answer less emails now. Even before. Right. You're going on more vacations. I'll get the vacation message twice as much now. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's different. I think you're right. There's different times in your life, you know, where where you require more stimulation than others. And God, I really didn't want to use that word because I knew it was going to be. But I, I do think, you know, you're right. It's maybe this maybe this meme hit me harder because I was over here thinking, you know, what's next? Like, what am I going to be doing? How am I going to be doing I mean, we all this? have those different times in our life. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I didn't, I never had kids. So I've had a lot of time to myself to be able to explore and do different things. But now I'm going into a part of my life where I have elderly parent to take care of and, uh, and other family members that need help. And, you know, so we're always filling our time with, with different responsibilities, but I think that we, no matter where we are in life, we have to figure out what are we going to do for ourselves because otherwise we get lost. Yeah. I have a firm belief in that and you have to make time for yourself and you do have to kind of figure out what your thing is. And it's fun to explore. I actually kind of like as I'm heading into 50, I'm kind of like excited about the opportunity to to learn and again, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a constant learner. And then the last 18 years I've been spending focused on helping someone else learn, you know, and now it's like, OK, this is my time. I can see why when you watch movies and TV and stuff and people in this phase of their life, they're like, oh, I'm taking a yoga class. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh, I'm doing that. And I'm like, how do they have all this time to do all that stuff? And now I'm there. Oh, I also, I too can go to the gym every day if I want to, and there's nobody to stop me, you know? That was the the big moment um, for me when I started my own business was I was so used to, you know, working for other people. And then I realized what I have the luxury of not working on this till tomorrow or, or just, just the smallest things that I was like, and and it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could work for anybody else anymore. Oh, God, that's I so could. true. When I oh. went, when I took that job for one year. <laughs> the worst. worst experience of my life. Biggest that really of my surprised life. me when you told me you're going to I know. I always come back. And it really is. It was like a turning. It was like a definitely a milestone moment. Well, it's kind of like when you have acid reflux or something, or like you eat like a certain kind of food and, and you know, it makes you feel sick. Right. And then you're like, I'm never eating such and such again. And then like six months later, you're like, 
I'm going to eat it because I'm craving it. And then it does the exact same thing to you. Right. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot. You have to be reminded <laughs> like, yeah. that, you, that you do not need to be doing that. That's, no. That was, it gave and you acid even four years, even, you know, 30, 32 years or whatever of self-employment, one year of employment within that. And it just, it just about killed me. And, um, and I still, when I get to run out and take a day time in the middle of the day, I am grateful and thankful yeah. because I'm like, what was I freaking thinking? <laughs> Look at Vaughn. Vaughn, tell us your milestone. You just had like a big milestone. Speaking of being able to do what you want during the day, you're walking. Oh, 600 miles. That's amazing. Congratulations. That's, that's insane. It's amazing. But it's also, I like the, the time I can just think, you know. Um, I already spend way too much time in my head, but that kind of time, I'm lit, like I'm reading, a, um, doing an audio book on uh, Between Two Seas. It's uh, David McAuliffe on the Panama Canal. It's pretty, pretty amazing. But I always learn other things other than the main topic of the book, such as uh, how screwed up politics were even back then. It's like, it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty, I don't know. It's always fun reading his books. They're amazing. You, you know, listen to that while you walk? Yeah. I love I David McCullough. I need fast paced. I can't listen to a podcast. I would, it would oh my God, I would never get any, I would never get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not our podcast, of course. That mm -hmm. keeps me going the whole walk. But no, I just I have to put on like this weird cardio music, <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, I need to like thump, 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 thump. You know, not some guy reading a book in my head. I would just not get anywhere. Well, it's all the pictures it paints in my head. Is it's like watching a movie in my head whenever I read. So that's cool. That's why I like it. <laughs> And that, you might write, you might walk at different paces. Clearly, the, when iTunes first came out with audiobooks years ago, um, I'd always liked the idea of audiobooks, but I'd never bought one. And so I I got a Grisham book from iTunes, and it freaked me out because when I started listening to it, my brain did the exact same thing. I, I got the exact same. Um, sensory experience that I do from physical reading. Cool. And and as soon as I realize, I go, "This is awesome." <laughs> oh, I get even better experience from yeah. listening than I do reading. I it's like going to a movie for me. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the way. And when I, when you I, guys listen to audiobooks when you create, though, like I can't do audiobooks when I design or write. It depends what I'm doing. If I'm doing, no, not, not if I'm writing. It's I can't do it that way, and no I can't listen. To, I can't listen to any music with lyrics when I'm writing. But classical, I wrote all of my scripts basically with Handel's water music. Oh, nice! You're so sophisticated. What do you yeah. listen to, Jay, when you're doing deep work? Sometimes I, I literally, I, I will actually put noise canceling headphones on and not oh, have listen to anything. I don't like that at all. Yeah. I do not like being in my head like that. I just go, I just go, I go. Yeah, there. when I go to the coffee shop, I do that. Do you really? 
Yeah. I do not like that feeling of, of just solitude like that. No. I, I like it. Noise. I like well, because I, I have a tinnitus. So when I put headphones on with noise canceling, it, like, it, it feels better. Wow. Mm. I'm noisy. I like the things, the things you find out in the creative shit show. After yeah. all these years. Oh, man. Well, this was a fun conversation. I know it's kind of, you know, silly and heady or whatever, and it doesn't really have to have a point, but it's just like good, like you said, Justin, to think about, you know, that it doesn't, sometimes you can just do things to do things and enjoy, do them for enjoyment and, and you can use your skills to make money and they don't have to be, it doesn't always have to be enjoyable. You know, it can just be what it is. And I don't know. I'm going to keep doing the things that I do, regardless of whether they make me money or not, you know, but mm-hmm. I think it's good to think about I agree. that kind of stuff because it keeps you, you know, honest about what you're doing. Well, I, I can't wait for the inaugural uh, cooking show. Oh my God. And uh, Vaughn chilling out at Pond Scum and doing the it. Garbage in- fridge with Jamie. <laughs> we don't want it to be called garbage. <laughs> We can we can we can workshop it. We'll get a better. And I, and I can't wait to hear about your painting experience. Oh yeah, you don't have to share. Yeah, I'll share with you. you. Okay. Why are you worried we're going to make fun of you or something? No, I'll share on the I'll share on the group chat. It's fine. I support you. I I think hey, that's cool. I'm terrible. You at don't art. know what I'm painting. <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the blank, listeners. Oh my god. <laughs> and leave a comment if you guys want us to talk about something in particular. Or or a subject that you'd like me to paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh god.